Welcome back to the Florida History Podcast. I'm Curtis Krishnire. This week, we're going to talk about Fort Clinch. Uh, this is going to begin a short tour around the state within our fort series around masonry forts. And we're going to do Fort Clinch this week. We'll do Fort Jefferson, Fort Taylor, Fort Barrancas, Fort uh, Pickens in, in the near future. Forts that I visited personally, with the exception of Fort Jefferson, where we will have, uh, we've already played a portion of it on a previous podcast, but we'll have a full interview with, uh, full conversation with Ryan Ray, who um, spent a week at Fort Jefferson uh, earlier in 2023. But today we're going to start with Fort Clinch in Fernandina Beach. Last week we talked about Fort San Carlos in the Fernandina Beach, Amelia Island area, what is now Nassau County. And Fort Clinch is now a state park. And it was uh, one of the important masonry forts that was uh, key in the Civil War, or uh, uh, if you prefer the war between the states, which is uh, what uh, folks in actually that part of the state do refer to the the war as. So um, either you call it the Civil War, you can call it the war between the states. Uh, Fort Clinch is on the very northern tip of Amelia Island. In fact, uh, when you overlook, uh, when you look out over Fort Clinch, uh, from the top of Fort Clinch, over Cumberland Sound, all the land area you will see is actually in the state of Georgia. So Cumberland Sound is what the St. Mary's River dumps into, and that is the boundary between Florida and Georgia. And when you walk into Fort Clinch, uh, there's a visitor center. Well, there's a, it's a state park, and you have to drive three miles within the state park to get to the actual fort. There's some other uh, neat things along that three-mile drive, uh, nature trails, etc. But once you get to the visitor center, you then have to walk through a museum, which is quite nice, into Fort Clinch. And the neat thing about the fort is that they've left it with a feel of 1864 when it was in Union hands. Uh, by that time, it was in Union hands. And so you have you go into the various rooms of the fort, and there's pictures of General Winfield Scott or pictures of uh, President Lincoln, General Grant, uh, and others. And um, the fort was a relatively new fort at that point. Construction began in 1847. A similar time period as Fort Pickens, similar time period as Fort Taylor, similar time period as Fort Jefferson. Uh, in fact, that 1847 date sticks out in my mind when we talk about Fort Jefferson. Um, which is now in Dry Tortugas National Park. Um, the fort design was actually similar to that of Fort Pulaski, which is a little bit north in Georgia, uh, Savannah area, Tybee Island. Uh, that's a, a, a very interesting fort also to to go to. Uh, and that was the model for which Fort Clinch was, uh, was based uh, around. And... The fort's construction took forever, and the fort was not complete when the war broke out in 1861. And obviously, Florida seceded from the Union at this point. Fernandina Beach and Fort Clinch is then a Confederate fort. However, General Winfield Scott, who I just referred to, uh, the overall commander of the Union Army, he had his idea of, quote, Scott's Great Snake or the Anaconda Plan which was the naval blockade of the South. And Fernandina was going to be an important place for the Union uh, to 
engage in that blockade, and Fernandina was going to be a, a place they wanted to take quickly. And um, even though um, the fort was in southern hands, and the fort had actually been seized by uh, the Florida militia before the war began, before Fort Sumter and Fort Pickens, the controversy, obviously the war, the first shots were fought in Charleston, were shot were in Charleston. Uh, Fort Pickens in Pensacola had a big role in that too, which we'll talk about on a future podcast. Um, this fort had already been taken by Colonel Bl- Butler of the Florida State Militia, so the Confederates um, had control of the fort, uh, but they didn't finish the fort. They didn't finish the defenses. And Judah Benjamin, who was the Secretary of State for the Confederacy, really significant figure uh, I, I, from my perspective historically, first Jewish American to reach a, a prominent position, cabinet, um, a cabinet member of the Confederate cabinet. We don't maybe we don't celebrate him because it was the Confederacy, but I still think from a uh, um, diversity and and uh, um, first standpoint, an important figure. And in fact, uh, Gamble Plantation uh, in the Bradenton area is connected to Judah Benjamin. That that'll probably be a subject we cover in the future. Uh, but Judah Benjamin was actually at Fort Clinch for a while and um, sent reinforcements and knew that it was going to be critical for the Confederate defense of Florida, but they never um, they never really finished the fort, even though they mounted some additional guns and they uh, um, did their best to try and man the fort in such a way that um, they could... Uh, defend it and defend Fernandina. Uh, General Bragg, Braxton Bragg, was in command of um, the forces, actually the forces throughout Florida, the Confederate forces throughout Florida, and um, he really, he kind of knew that it was an indefensible situation, and he thought maybe um, you abandon Fernandina in particular, um, because it was indefensible, and then reinforce in places where you have better natural defenses, uh, some of the harbors uh, along the Gulf Coast, etc. And so, the Union invaded, and they took the fort, and they took uh, um, Fernandina without much of a fight. Most of the Confederate troops had left by this time and had been re, uh, redeployed elsewhere. And after the, the seizure of Amelia Island, and actually Cumberland Island on the Georgia side that we talked about on the other side of the Georgia Sound, uh, you had engineers arrive, um, since both sides were secure of the Sound, engineers arrived from New England, uh, and they, uh, they finished up the fort. And so the federal regiments... Uh, that were stationed at Fort Clinch during the war were um, the Ohio, uh, an Ohio infantry, a New York infantry, a um, New Hampshire infantry, uh, a Connecticut infantry, a infantry of black soldiers, um, several infantries of black soldiers. Also, um, uh, the uh, Yellow Bluff Fort in Jacksonville saw uh, black, uh, black soldiers stationed there. Uh, that's... Um, a fort that is right now uh, now the ruins of are right next to the Dames Point Bridge or the Napoleon Bonaparte Broward Bridge, uh, which uh, crosses the St. John's River near Blunt Island. Uh, so black troops stationed 
Black Infantry Division stationed in Florida. And Fort Clinch now being in the hands of the Union meant Fernandina could be an anchor on the, um, the Union blockade and um, be a staging ground to attack Jacksonville, which was a, a, a town that changed hands, I think, four times, if I'm correct. Maybe, maybe it was only three times, but um, three or four times during the war. ...of the Spanish-American War, there were modifications made to Fort Clinch, new guns, some reinforcement, but the fort itself wasn't of much use in that conflict. And the fort was basically obsolete from that point forward. And um, so eventually the federal government transfers the fort uh, to the state. They, they saw it no longer a military use in the 1920s. This was after World War I. So during World War I, it was still commissioned as federal property. And uh, it was one of the first state parks in the state park system. Uh, in the 1930s, it was made a state park, which it remains. And the fort had, uh, as the museum at the fort will tell you, similar to um, really a great display at Olino State Park, if you're ever in the um, Lake City area, uh, where Olino State Park is on the Santa Fe River, the Civilian Conservation Corps did a, did a wonderful thing, wonderful job with Olino State Park. Same thing with Fort Clinch State Park. These were two of the original state parks in the 1930s. Uh, and so the New Deal uh, program allowed the preservation and maintenance of Fort Clinch State Park to be uh, um, taken out. Now, then World War II breaks out, and Fort Clinch is then reactivated for military use. The state park is, is closed, and um, the fort ends up playing a pretty important role in Coast Guard operations during the Second World War in Florida. After World War II, it's returned. Uh, the fort's deactivated and returned to state control, which it remains. And as I said, the fort is actually three miles into the Fort Clinch State Park. So you enter Fort Clinch State Park in Fernandina Beach. You do what you do at the guard gate, you pay, and you go, you drive three miles to the fort. So there are actually, and this is a little similar to Fort Taylor in Key West, where it's a state park and you enter and there's a long drive to actually get to the fort. But um, I think the key difference in um, the Fernandina Fort and in Fort Clinch is that there's all kinds of neat nature trails, really kind of neat um, uh, swamp uh, or marsh habitats and, and, and um, um, you know, your kind of coastline, a little bit of your coastal scrub, a little bit of your coastal marsh uh, habitat there, a brackish marsh habitat. And then there's also beach access, much like there is at Fort Taylor in Key West. So uh, Fort Clinch, Important fort in Florida history, Masonary Fort. We're going to go through, as I said, a couple of the Masonary Forts uh, in the next few weeks. Uh, and then uh, I think after that, we're going to do some uh, Seminole War Forts. So uh, stay with us on this Florida History Podcast series, chronicling the forts of Florida. Thank you for listening.